Welcome back to Mishnayomi. Today we're continuing to learn the 12th chapter of Mishnah Mishnah Subo's Parakudah Mishnah Aleph and Mishnah Beis. We're now going to discuss various uh, stipulations and commitments a husband makes and accepts upon himself in a binding manner before he gets married. I know it's Isha. A man marries a woman. This woman was previously married and she has a daughter from that marriage. And he stipulates that he will provide for her daughter for up to five years. So he's obligated to provide for her for five years. Let's say they get divorced and she marries someone else. And she stipulates with her new husband as well. He must provide for her daughter for up to five years. The first husband still is obligated because just because they got divorced does not mean the obligation goes away. Just because she, uh, his daughter now is someone else who's who's contractually obligated to uh, cover her food expense, the first husband is still obligated as well, so now she'll get from two sources. The first husband cannot say, that when, uh, as long as you're married to me, I, I, I committed to provide for her. Rather, that was not, since that was never stipulated, he has to provide for regardless. He must bring her food to where she is. Likewise, both husbands can't say, we'll provide food for as one. They can't conspire together and say, look, We'll both just, you know, we'll make a joint account and we'll, uh, I'll pay half and you'll pay half and then we'll govern her eating expenses, rather. The other one gives the value in cash so that they're both fulfilling what they uh, stipulated and what they committed to. And he says, if that daughter gets married, her new husband gives her, gives her food, and they give her cash. Um, they give her cash for it. Okay, next. Mesu. If the uh, stepfathers die, the daughters collect money from the uh, property of the of the estates. Um, what's say, what, what's here? What's happening here is as follows: a, when, a, when a father dies, the daughters are are or not, the estate is obligated to pay for the daughters, but but the daughters can only collect from what's around. They, they, there's no lien on any properties. Meaning to say, if uh, Let's say if someone dies and their daughter is now owed X amount of money because they have to be supported. They can't go to uh, some property the man had sold and say, look, that property is ours. We have a lien on it. It doesn't work that way. They only get sustained and their sustenance and support from unsold property, stuff that's still part of the estate. However, but the daughter here, the stepdaughter in this situation, where the father, stepfather pledged to support her, so it's not like he's pledging to support a daughter, but rather it's as if he obligated himself like a creditor. Um, she, like she and made her a creditor. And as we know, the, the halach is the creditor. If uh, Yaakov owes Shmuel money and Yaakov then sells off the property, Shmuel can go collect the property from uh, from the third party because he's a creditor and there was a lien on that property. So we see here that actually there's a stronger link between the first case where where the husband commits to and contractually obligates himself to provide for five years in a regular case where a father just has to pay for his daughter's food. Next. So a clever person should rather write, I'm marrying you on the condition I support your daughter for five years, and then add in the caveat, as long as you are my wife. I mean, say if you're no longer my wife, so then, then I'm no longer obligated to support your daughter. I wish you all a wonderful day.